Hi, I'm John Kim. And I'm Buddy Wakefield. We're two non-blondes in a podcast dedicated to probably awful people just trying to get shit right. Buddy's going to open each week with a poem that doesn't suck to set the table for all of us to put our cards on it. And John will stay numb to his feelings, but open to discourse. Quick disclaimer, this unedited podcast never gets in the way of an episode going wherever it wants to go. I'm learning to let go. Buddy Wakefield and I were 40 minutes into our podcast when I froze and I lost the live. So I'm back on and I'm not sure what to do, but uh, with me now is Buddy Wakefield. Here he comes. <laughs> Man, <laughs> there's nothing like good work deleted. <laughs> This reminds me of back in the day when I would get uh, 30, 40 pages into a screenplay and uh, I would lose the whole thing by hitting wrong buttons at the coffee shop. Um, um, I would be throwing chairs. Um, on those little three-inch discs? <laughs> yeah, you know, so Buddy Wakefield and I decided to do this episode um, not on Zoom but in a Instagram Live. I froze. We were 40 minutes in. It was a beautiful conversation, and it 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 completely evaporated. Um, so we're jumping back on. I want to catch at least a poem from Buddy. You know, it's funny because we ended with all parts of your story will be used. Yeah. I don't know. Was that meant to be deleted? Fuck. Was that the runway? Was that in preparation for this? Like, is what we're about to say with that not have happened unless that got deleted i don't know yeah all of the above i'm still stuck on all parts of your story will be used i find that to be one of the greatest lines i've heard in a long time simple as it is all parts of your story will be used what we were talking about last and before before we got canceled by ourselves <laughs> was was uh was the uh uh our, our rev for me, we used, every week we usually talk about uh, uh, a touchy subject of the week and revelation yes. of the week. And for me, both were one and the same this week. And it was about uh, being a jackass. And in the in the most father, the most kind fathering way to myself, the last time I was meditating, uh, I was just uh, talking about observing what a jackass I've been the entire journey, and uh, what I can do to come out of that. And at 48, it is daunting. It is a daunting effort to dissolve the, the sheer amount of jackass still wandering around in me and executing his, his, his secret little plans in times that surprise me most and in times that uh, are just making things harder on me as I get older, too. So much more taxing um, from... from uh, you know, just spouting the wrong thing out of my mouth to full-blown, you know, relapses. And, uh, yeah. What does, so, uh, 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 what does self-compassion look like for you? Do you practice that? If so, what does that look like? God damn, that's a great question, John. I, I feel like, from what I know about you, um, you're very hard on yourself. You know, a lot of people say that. And yeah. I understand. I find it to be true myself. I did. I don't. Well, think I think you're extreme. You're either really hard on yourself, or you're uh, self indulgent. Uh, self, what's the word? Self indulgent. Indulgent. Yeah. Well, I mean, like many of us, right? 
and so I, I fear I fear that when you ask what what compassion for myself looks like because I'm so all or nothing I think the yes. self I think the self indulgence comes into play I think I get so tired of being so hard on myself that uh, that I just say fuck it and don't and am not anything but but easy on myself and yeah. again that that can look like a relapse that can look like spending all my money that can look it can look like a a million things that are all just fuck it. You do this with fitness too, because ah, um, yeah. you're either hardcore, you know, punching food into apps, you know, training and all of that, or um, zero. <laughs> or, or, or I'm walking around at 220 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. With pounding six pastries, pounding six pastries a day here in Portugal. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky stitch, and the only time to bring it back to the meditation we were talking about earlier. The only time I find that there's a real balance between that all and that nothing is when I'm present, when I'm meditating, and that's why it's been such had such a profound effect in my life. Um, if you missed uh, the episode we accidentally deleted earlier when when we were talking about meditation, uh, I was talking about uh, vipassana meditation and how there's no rites or rituals, there's no gurus, there's no bullshit. It's just the science of observing breath and sensations in order to come out of blind reactions and habit patterns. Um, uh, and it's the only thing in my in my 48 years of seeking gods and everything else. Um, that was such a, <laughs> in my 48 years of seeking. The only thing that's ever worked to eradicate suffering at the root level was it has been meditation, and specifically vipassana meditation. And vipassana just means clear insight. And for for those who who, who would like to experience uh, uh, that, who, who would like to experience that, or get established in a technique. For free, if anyone tries to charge you money, you're in the wrong place. Go to uh, Dhamma, D-H-A-M-M-A dot org. It's Dhamma dot org. Uh, nobody stands to make any money off that plug, don't worry. It's just a place where you can go to work on yourself to get grounded in a, in a meditation technique, again, to come out of suffering, uh, blind reactions and habit patterns, it, it, to eradicate at the root level. Yeah. And, you know, meditation is something that everyone knows they need to do, like, you know, yoga or stretching, and they don't do it. It's on the list, but it's usually at the bottom. I'm guilty of that. Uh, we also talked about how things like watering your lawn or riding your motorcycle or possibly rubbing one out can be meditative, can be therapeutic. Can and? What's that? Yeah. And those things are all uh, surface soothing. Yes. Uh, there's so many uh, people I've talked to about meditation who, who, who immediately respond with, oh, I like to run or I like to do the dishes or I'll, they'll, they'll, they'll name all of these things that are meditative for them. And I agree, they're meditative, but they're all meditation that are that meditations that are surface soothing and that well, don't actually... That don't actually right, I'm going I'm to challenge you. Can okay. those coins, if you thread it into your life and you're doing them daily, can they add up to something that is deeper um, or no, you have to sit for 10 hours? Absolutely, they can add up. Absolutely, okay. that, absolutely that th those those things. I because mean, for the last twelve years, I've been doing the surfacey shit. But I swear to God, I have internally changed. I am calmer. Yes. I have more distance. I trust myself. All of that stuff, and I really think that riding my motorcycle is contributed to that. You know, for sure, man. And if you're looking, if anybody's out there looking to really eradicate suffering at the root level and to dissolve it. Then it's gonna then it's gonna take an actual focused sit, sure, in a space provided 
where you are observing some, some, some moral tenets and done in silence and you're observing your breath and your sensations without reacting uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a technique that is tested and proven mm -hmm. uh, to help do those things. Uh, and that's why, that's why there's these centers all over the world Hey, you, you know, you know my whole concept. You probably don't know this, but my whole thing, my whole thing, is that you could design your life in a way where if you just live, evolution growth is organic. Like my whole thing is about life design and Say how, like, if you could, you instead of treatment being something that is done at a place or you walk into a non-discreet room or sit in front of someone with uh, wrinkle-free pants. For me, it's always been design your life a certain way. And this is also how I write, right? Design your life a certain way. And if you just live that way, according to that design, your growth and your evolution is organic. You're going to grow. That in itself is treatment. That's always been my thing. And so whether we're talking about writing in sprints or you know, documenting on social media or um, doing podcasts on the toilet. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I thread it into my life. I live this way. And that's how I've been the most productive. And also, I feel like all of those coins of me watering the grass or riding my motorcycle or rubbing one out or shitting in the woods or whatever it is, all of those feeding my flow states. Um, oh, the, the, the fitness box, man. I mean, I try to yeah. get to the white zone as fast. So all of those for 12 years, I feel like has really given me secondary change, change that's irreversible. I really feel like that has, um, the collection of all of those moments um, feels like I went to a, uh, you know, one week apostana, you know. Um, I've never done that, so I can't compare it, but that's what I, that's kind of my theory. It's what I, what I feel like. It, 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 it was the most excruciating and rewarding thing. The first time I went to Vipassana course, it was the most excruciating and rewarding thing I had ever done in my entire life. And I, I, it has become the love of my life. Um, since COVID, I've just been a madman about not going. I really love going once a year to get reestablished in the technique. And then often also to serve. Uh, you know, <clears throat> buddy, 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 well, yeah. hold on. The, the, uh, the, 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 what I'm trying to say is the coins can be sprinkled throughout the rainbow, not just all at the end in a giant pot. And so for you, meditation Ooh. is the giant pot and it's a weekend or it's a week and it's 10 hours and it's very deep and intense for me i've been collecting coins for the last 12 years that's all i'm saying wow that's important too thank you for that yeah anyway um i do believe all of your your all parts of your story will be used that is a choice to believe that because i like you have a lot of chapters that i've been wanting to rip out lined with guilt and shame mm. Um, and we, you know, we've talked about little things like that in our uh, three episodes, <laughs> things like the the chinky chinky and the this and that, you know, um, the failed screenwriter, you know, um, divorced at 35, all of these, these chapters of my life. And um, I woke up one day and I decided to believe that everything's going to be used. Everything's going to be used. And so that's part of why I build the bus while I'm driving it. That's part of why I document everything. That's part of why. Um, I just trust my story, you know? Yeah. This is our fourth episode, correct? Oh, sorry, four. Excuse me. Yeah. I thought it was three. It's four. Well, yeah. it might, and, and, it might and, be three if we it, delete this one by accident, too. <laughs> no, if we delete this by accident, the universe is telling us something. But um, 
you know, the, the interesting about Buddy and I is um, we're, we're taking this very um, one week at a time. And so uh, I love that this may be the last one or we might go to 200. Who knows? You know, and, and we, we're not just saying that as a as a gimmick. We, we really believe that. We don't know. <laughs> we text each other every week to check in and if it's going to be a go or not. So um, hopefully you're enjoying this. Uh, if you're enjoying it, that's all that matters to us. If you're getting something out of it uh, from our conversation, that's all that matters. Um, it may be the last one, or it may not. <laughs> Indeed. Let's end with a poem. You could, end, you, could, you could end with what you started, which got deleted, or you pick whatever you want. Uh, 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 let's do a short one. Let's do, let's do it. We're, we're going to do it at the end this time. Usually we start, with, we start with a piece, but the last one got deleted, so we're going to end with a piece this time. Uh, here it goes. <laughs> ah! As best as I can remember, this is how it happened. There was a tree at the bottom corner of a cornfield where I lived, where I hid from the people who lived inside my house. I called them stepsisters and fathers, but they were monsters holding out for light. They were people who did not know what they were holding out for. They did not intend to be so beastly and wounded. They wanted to cross over into the way I wander, but they could not find me. And I paid for that. In 1974, I was born. The next three years were a bit of a blur. Understandably so. Though, my mother has repeatedly reminded me I was a loud baby. I wobbled and sucked my thumb, marveled and opened up, crapped my pants, cute as the next kid, and my cheeks could be used for sailing. But in 1978, mom's car broke down. We were brutally rescued by a truck driver for eight years. He had hell inside of him. Rug burn. I know, because he pulled me across the floor. One day, mom decided it was not okay anymore that he kept falling into other women's vaginas. <laughs> so we left him, realizing we had not actually been rescued all those years ago. In those days, I jumped six feet from my light switch to my bed in order to avoid the hands of anything that might be underneath it. There are still dents in my shins because I did not always hit the mattress. Bedrooms and battle scars, they both keep well in the dark, hard dark, in the sunken-eyed section of a nightmare paved with uppercuts and heart sparks, spark plugs and fist first release. Listen to me. I would fall in love with you if you would beat these people out of me. Everyone, thank you for listening. Be well. <laughs>